about Wolfman's nards. They can put the flux in your capacitor. They know the secret of the ooze. If you like toys from the future and movies from the past, good. Because Frankie and Jim make a podcast. Welcome to Frankie and Jim Make a Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Frankie. This is a podcast. And hey, hey, like the first yeah. podcast of many of the, in a very long time. Uh, Listen, like I don't... I'm just going to say that this is episode one. The, the, the old ones, the other ones, the ones that were published, they were test runs. They were test runs, official I, test runs. I think we should be very comic book and, or academic journal about this and be like, well, this is volume two, issue one. I mean, we can go <laughs> we can go by television season status and be zero two zero one. Oh, man. We're going to throw an X in there in the middle, a couple E's and turn it into a file name so I can steal us off a of BitTorrent. There you um, go. That's my and an underscore. Now. We have to have an underscore. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly, it's, it's the new name of the podcast is Jim underscore ampersand underscore Frankie. Umlaut. <laughs> Don't forget the umlaut. That's right. I'm sorry. My mistake. <laughs> so, Frankie uh, spelled with an umlaut. Yeah. Um, this is the first podcast in quite some yeah. time. And actually, the first podcast of calendar year 2021. 2021. Um, it only took 15 days of 2021, but... Things are hey, going. That's good for us. Exactly, <laughs> and 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 the plan is to make it more regular. So we have to eat some a, uh, Activia, Activia to become more re- to become more regular of a podcast. We have do to you have think podcast we can get, Activia. Do you think we can get Jamie Lee Curtis as a guest if we do that? No, but we could probably get David Lee Roth. Does David Lee Roth sponsor Activia? And I don't know it. No, but they just both have the same middle name. Oh. <laughs> Word association. Yay. I really wanted to be like, wanted you to tell me that there was a song where he's like, I'm just a regular, but now I eat yogurt. Like, that would be amazing. I would. Well, it's after he sings the ice cream song. He then has to become regular. <laughs> I like this. I like this there we idea. Go. Yeah. This just I... got crazy. We're going to get David Lee Roth an entire new career as a product spokesperson for old people things. That's well, I mean, he probably needs some depends. You know, I doing mean, all those high kicks might loosen you. It depends what he's doing. Hey. Uh, and that's where we end the episode. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> yeah, this is where we just go, and good night. <laughs> and the credits roll, and we're done. Please and tip your done. servers. Right? Yeah. Try so, the veal. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say try the veal. Don't try the veal. Veal's really terrible and mean to fit is mean. Don't to Have, try anything but the veal. <laughs> so, it'd be, so, so our standard, our podcast standard is to tip your waitress and try three appetizers. Yeah, that's fine. Like, but not the veal. Like, if no. any, in fact, if the veal is still on the menu at the end of this show, we're going to re- have to renegotiate uh, our riders. <laughs> the Yelp review for the veal is underwhelming to say the best yeah it's also incredibly cruel (laughs) and a little dry it's just dry was only full of tears so it was that's how it was cooked yeah boiled in tears it is like the meanest like not to sit on this and be like welcome back to frankie and jimmy make a podcast where we've become an animal rights podcast that goes after veal eaters Uh, but, but like 
but to me, I'll always think that veal is like the meanest food. It's just like we take you from your mom, we lock you in a cage. It's like a Disney villain came up with the fucking concept. Well, I think Disney just is its own villain, if you think about it. It's killing off everybody's parents all the time. Yeah. And, you know, they make what's movies interesting about orphan is, animals. It's just, like, it's just... That's a paradigm that also hasn't really changed. And all of the more wokeness that Disney has experienced in the last 20 years, it's one form of wokeness it has not experienced is stopping Matra and Patricide. Like, it's just totally still cool with that. It's like, who's this little kid who's now diverse? Well, she's the sister or niece of someone because she still has no parents. Like, so we've changed the identity references, but the family dynamic and family structure of the Disney movie still remains one that's fractured. So can you tell that I need to go to an academic conference or something? I mean, it just it it provides good storytelling if you think about it. (laughs) Oh, of course. It's just good storytelling at that point. Have you ever sat down and done the list of all of the different characters in, like, American storytelling, and at this point, worldwide global pop culture storytelling, that don't have parents? No, I don't think I have. Like, stop and think about this for a second, right? Like, Batman, no parents, right? Harry Potter, no parents. Luke Skywalker, no parents, right? Like, I mean, well, let's, let's, let's be fair. They all have parents. They're just not around. Well, that's Luke, what I, Luke Skywalker does have parents. Well, they have dad, parents, but they're either dad rules dead or galaxy. absent. Like, right? They're dead or absent. Well, no, that was not by Luke's choice. He was taken and hidden. Well, yeah, but they're absent, right? Like, that's the point is, like, no. they don't have connections to their parents. That's the that's I like think what Vader was, was, was scouring the galaxy to, what, to look for Luke. So he was trying. I mean, I think he might have been, but I think he might have been because he was hoping to find a science project. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say that it's Obi-Wan's fault. Obi-Wan with that family apart. I have I'm found recently, and I discovered this as a result of looking at a discussion uh, in the shared podcast discussion group that we are in uh, together. Not this one, because we don't have a discussion group for this podcast, but... Um, I was in the Yes Have Some Group Therapy group recently, and someone posted a picture of uh, two characters from the original Star Wars. Uh, one of them I will call You'll Be Dead Guy, and the other one I will call Monkey Ass Face Guy. Uh, and I commented that I know I'm not a real Star Wars fan anymore because I have no ability to remember what these characters' names actually are, nor do I have any concern to figure it out. <laughs> so as everybody's all excited uh, I, about callback characters on Mandalorian and stuff, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. they're very recognizable. Well, yeah, you'll be dead guys. You know, you'll be dead. That's he's, he's got the death sentence on 12 systems or some shit, but that's about all I remember about him. And he has like one eye. Well, that's, that's all that there was about him. Yeah. You but listen, he, you really have to read the encyclopedia to like know the backstories. Do you mean the Wikipedia? No, the they actually made a Star Wars encyclopedia. I know. I know. Okay. I just always think it's funny that there is a Wikipedia. Like that there's a Wikipedia, but if you want to know about Star Wars, then you can go to Wikipedia and that's an actual thing. Well, like, there's a personal pedia for everything. Should we should we start our own uh Frankie and Jim make a podcast <laughs> Wikipedia? No. Podopedia? Or we just give episode listings and summaries no, of what we no. do. Here's the problem with pedias. Um, 
Wikipedias become truth on the internet. <laughs> the okay, last thing so, I want is a tome of truth on the internet about us. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the truth is whatever we make it. So we're in, in Arpedia. We're millionaires. We got the shmoney, and I, we can go sell this door to door like they used in the good old days. I have to be honest. Talking about Pedia so much starts making me feel sick because now I'm thinking of Pedia light. And I'm like, I need electrolytes because I'm sick. I need and I'm all the child. electrolytes. Yeah, I'm Brondo. I'm, I'm, I need some Brondo <laughs> in me. I need, I'm, a, I'm a dry plant. I need some. It's got electrolytes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this is a, a good rambling start to uh, the first podcast of the year. I like it. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so tell me about the rest of your 2020. I forget. I, I don't remember where we left off. I don't conversation either. wise. I have no uh, idea. You would think let me, that let me say podcast conversation wise, like the amount yeah. of time we had to go back and listen and be like, what were we talking about a few months ago? We should probably pick up where we left off, but neither of us did that. No, <laughs> no, nope. Because the, we just make a podcast. We don't plan a podcast. It's not called Jim well, and no. Frankie plan a podcast. Like, Very true. But we did have a plan to talk about, to talk about the 2020 we but did. I think I think the idea was like, oh hey, we could do a little synopsis, but like I think it was just survival at that point. Yeah. November, December was base survival, get past holidays. <laughs> it was November, then, December was just like And then start as, now, start fresh, start as now. As a person who teaches, I was like ready to climb in a hole and just be like I think we should just all accept mediocre mediocrity and and all thinking from now on because I don't know what else to do. But but it's got better in the end. But um, I'm just gonna say New Year, New Pod. That's what everybody says, yeah. right? New Year, New Me. New Year, New Start. Whatever. New New Year, New Pod. I mean, that's sure. the name of the episode. New Year, New Pod. What I will tell you about how the last few months of 2020 went for me is that. I really leaned hard into the whole I'm going to make my own pizza thing. Um, and so I really began doing that like all the time. <laughs> Just like I was eating like four pizzas a week. But nobody can call me out and be like, you were not being healthy because they were all like <laughs> balanced nutritionally and obsessively compulsively created with all kinds of ingredients and scales and measurements and different techniques and theories about uh, if you age the dough long enough, you actually reduce some of the glycemic impact on the liver. And so anytime I needed to escape from politics, which seems like basically all the time I started just reading and watching videos about pizza. <laughs> nice. So I, I feel like I've I've collected way more than I have space for. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of my 2020. Well, I will say this. My collecting died off in November. Like, I kind of, like... In fact, I made an agreement. My partner and I made an agreement with each other where I said to her, like, I don't want... I don't want any more stuff, like, for my office. Because I have so much crap already. It's like, one. And two... I don't really want you to worry about whether or not something gets here and is damaged or not damaged or, you know, the box is crushed or they sent the wrong one or I just don't want you to worry about it in the middle of this nonsense. So um, we made an agreement that we had no like collectible gifts, like no Funko Pops, no that like was just anything you're going to get the other person has to be something of utility that they can actually use or something they can experience. So it was okay to buy somebody like tickets to an online comedy show, but 
Like we made a, a, a set rule of like no more stuff, right? Um, my last things I picked up were the Lego Ecto-1 and the Back to the Future figures that I got in November. So, but after that, I was like, that took I, I, I had a similar revelation, but to, not to the extent of I had my card charged from Entertainment Earth yesterday. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, for a Ninja Turtle set that I pre-ordered that I forgot yeah. about. And I think that's when I hit the point of like, oh, I'm forgetting about pre-ordering stuff. Yep. So I, I have... As I say, Sorry, I think the only thing that I have pre-ordered left is that Ghost Popper, yeah, from Walmart, and th- and that's gonna be it. That's gonna be, you know, a cinch yep. on the on the collecting side. I just, you know, taking my third box of my storage unit of unopened things. I was like, you know what? That's that's probably a problem. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sort of of the mindset too that like I don't know, like I have. I have two things coming now, and that they will be the, to be fair, it's the second week of January, and I'm like, I'm not collecting so much, but i got two things on the way, and I just got something, <laughs> but I'm, may, I made a sort of agreement that I was going to uphold the pre-orders that I had for the Ecto-1, the Plasma Ecto-1 that I pre-ordered in, you know, November or whatever from Target, um, and that we can talk about in a few minutes, because I really think that people are going nuts for that thing like it's going to be so hard to find and i don't think it's going to be a problem i think in a few months it's going to be another like shelf warming thing uh so that thing i wanted the doc brown to go with my back to the future figures that i got in november and he was delayed so uh, i'm getting him and he's on his way and the third dopey thing was uh i collect those little loyal subject ghostbusters figures the little like you know three and a half inch ones yeah and uh, I needed library ghost. I had, I have every, I had all the other, uh, commons and uncommons except for the library ghost. And so I've been waiting. I consciously waited to do this until after Christmas because I knew I was watching the market on them and I was watching folks try and get 40 to 50 to $60 for them. And then they were selling for like 30 and I said, just wait until you get to January after the holiday season and they'll come down because the collector market will start to drop. So I picked up Library Ghost Ship for 20 bucks, and I was like, cool, now I have, the only one I'm missing now is like the glow-in-the-dark Zool, which I'm not going to spend $50 on for one out of 96 figure. No thanks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if no, I find I st- it in an auction, great. But. I still have the need to find Krang from the, tur- the NECA Turtle set. Yeah. Um, there was a Splinter and Baxter from the same set, the cartoon series that, and those are, if I come across it, like if I happen to be in a target, which I very rarely go into, but I'm not, I'm not going to have somebody find them. I'm not going to like, I don't know if I like, okay, next week I have to go into target to return something. So that's when I'll go check. Right. But that's probably going to be it for a while. Yeah. Cause there's like, I mean, that's part of this game too, right? It's like, look, People all over the country can do whatever the hell they want, but you and I are living in, like, pandemic fornia. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty so, much. Like, the idea that it's like, hey, I think I'll go look for some action figures and just wander through the Target is just not a smart decision to make. Well, right? Like, not, I mean, listen, it's it's to each their own, and that's totally fine. And if you're doing that and you're listening to this, that's awesome. Like, I, yeah. I'm glad. My thing is more... Uh, 
is more anxiety ridden than anything. Mm-hmm. The idea of being in a target around people that Oh yeah, no, that's that's a fair way to put it. And when I say not a smart thing to do, that is from my that is coming from my subjective position as somebody who knows when they walk into any store right now, the first thing I do is go hyper vigilance mode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and what's around me right now? Who the hell's here? Why are you so close? Get the fuck away from me. Like yeah, so and, No, and and that's and that's how I operate. So like, yeah, if you're if you're out toy hunting and that that's awesome. I, I like seeing and hearing about those things, but my toy hunting is just controlled by anxiety right now. So yeah. the idea, like the idea of going to the target is like, okay, I know two places I need to go back wall, neck section returns. And then I'm out like, and hopefully I don't interact with anyone. That's, that's the hope. So, you know, if, if I come across those figures, if they're shelved, cool, if not, no biggie. I mean, I'll get them eventually or something. Right. Somehow it will happen. Uh, if the toy gods be willing. Yeah. So, well, but, you know, I, I posted on, on said same shared podcast form that we, that we both are in. Yeah. I mean, that, I did name it at this point, so you can just say, Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. So that's <laughs> fuck. I forgot. Um, I plugged them. Sorry. So in group therapy, I did post about my unboxing anxiety, but I think I'm just going to do it this week at some point. I unboxed. I had one. I received a secret Santa gift from uh, the yes, have some group therapy discussion. I have 11 boxes that I need to unbox. Nice. Of turtle figures. I have, I have many things I could, but I'm not going to, but I did open Ash. I did open my, I uh, Rob Sosby from, that discussion board sent me. Is that is that the only um is that the, the only, only evil evil dead items you own? Mm, no. I have something else. I can't remember what. I mean I have like Bruce Campbell's book and uh Which one? Fair, my part his uh, both well, I own both of his books, but the novel is not something anyone really needs to read. Um like so I guess I does he what, has a third love, one now too. Make so love I guess the I Bruce Campbell way? The yes, make love the Bruce Campbell way. The the is amazing. <laughs> it's not amazing. Oh my god, bite your tongue, sir. This this <laughs> might mean, be the la- this might be the last podcast we do together. <laughs> that fucking book is great. The right. audio the audio book is even better. Have Let you, me tell have you, you. Have you listened to the audio book? That I have to be fair. If I were going to ever reapproach that work again, I would listen to the audiobook as opposed to read it because I imagine with him telling the story, it's a far better oh, experience. No, no, let me let me tell you about the audiobook if you don't know about it. It's done like a stage play, so you have other people reading roles. Oh, that's great. You have that would background be good. audio music and you have mm. sound effects. So it's it's done like a, it's done like an old-time radio play. All right, so now you just made me want to go seek this out, which I'm shocked that you actually convinced me to re-engage this work um because I so that I, I have it. I have it on CD. I got to re-import it cuz I think some of it scratched so it got glitchy on the on the first import. Yeah. But I'm very tempted to go on the eBay and find and buy the copy that I found for 30 bucks just to have fresh CDs. Yeah, I mean I I'll see if it's on Audible cuz I have like it's not credits it's not i've looked <laughs> don't it, buy an audible subscription because you're like i'm at home during a pandemic and maybe i'll listen to a lot more audiobooks and not listen to as many podcasts and then you just like somehow keep paying for that and so you then they notify you that you have like you have 12 audible credits you could use and i'm like what am i supposed to do with that <laughs> like, 
That's a lot of money. Like, oh, you could you, you could use one for his new book, Bruce Campbell's new book. Yes, um, that I can I, do. I listen to it. It's good. It's, I mean, it's not as long and not I. It's not as in depth, but it's just his little essays. It was six so, bucks, and I bought it, and it it killed a couple hours. So you mentioned that you met Bruce Campbell once, and I have actually met Bruce Campbell once too. Yes. So I'm wondering now. Now I'm like, should we have a like a bake off? I've I've Bruce met Campbell him. Stories? I've met him three different times. I've only met him once. So the first time that I met him was at the Cine Vegas Film Festival when Bubba Hotep premiered. So I bought a ticket. It was three hundred dollars. Wow! And well, it also got into the VIP suite. I mean, I said wow, but I also went to Fanfest for. I know we, we yeah so whatever. I say three hundred bucks, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's chump change compared to Fanfest. Right. It's like one fifth of a Fanfest. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah. And this was a better experience. Um, <laughs> and so, so my my first my first encounter with him. So that they had this thing there called the hospitality suite. It was where reporters and media can go and talk to and talk to the uh, talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were selling them to anybody who can afford this. It wasn't like you had to be special right. media or anybody, but it was like, yeah, I've got extra 300 bucks and this place has, it was a place that you can go hang out and had free food, free water. They had a little table selling stuff, which was kind of cool. Um, like books and DVDs. Um, and so as I as I stood in the line to check in, I was looking. There's a poster for Bubba Hotep. You know, he's dressed as Elvis and has um, who's it? Ozzy Davis in one corner and the monster in the other corner. And I hear behind me this guy, you know, standing right next to me. I don't see him, but he's right behind me. And I just hear, oh, that's a pretty good looking poster, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this guy's engaging with me. Who the hell is this? I turn around and it's Bruce Campbell just standing there. And I went, uh, uh yeah. And he's like, oh, you're here for the festival? Yes, sir. I'm actually here to see your movie. Oh, that's great. All right. I'll see you later. And he walked away. I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been visited by Bruce Campbell. This is amazing. <laughs> So yes, like, and that's the like. This is not my 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 one experience meeting him, and then just watching the world. Is this is kind of what he does? He just like talks to fans, like oh, and he kind of like almost tricks you, like, so and he gets off on it. Yeah, he like he appears, and then ninja vanish, and he's gone. Yeah, (laughs) and you're like, did what? Did that really just happen? And so, you know, I we go to see the movie, and the movie's really funny. Um, I went with my sister. And so after um, in line for the movie, he came and did a little red carpet. I got my picture taken and he signed my running time DVD. And after the movie, my sister had to use the restroom. So I'm just standing in the hallway of this of this big movie theater, you know. So, yeah, it's like a multiplex where there's different, you know, doors for movies. And so. And so I'm standing there and Bruce Campbell comes walking out. And there's a few people with them, and they go into the bathroom. So it's me and Bruce Campbell in this empty hallway. There's no one else. <laughs> and so he, he like, spots me, and I think he recognizes me from earlier. And he walks up, and he's like, so, hey, how'd you like the movie? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, he can't be talking to me again. Like, I'm, I'm no one. What the fuck is he doing? 
And I was like, I really enjoyed it, sir. You, you were amazing in it. Like, to be honest, I came here to see you and to see this movie because I'm a fan. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Like, <laughs> thanks. And then we stand there and stare at each other for like what seems like, I mean, it was really like five seconds, but what seems like an eternity because he's just yeah. kind of staring at me. He was like, well, have a nice night. And he walked away. <laughs> I was like, he just wanted to talk. Because yeah. he's a normal person. Yes. So that, w- that was time number one. Uh, so go ahead and tell yours, and I'll tell the other two times. All right. So my only time of actually like having a conversation with Bruce Campbell is not anywhere near as like coincidental. Uh, when he when he wrote If Chins Could Kill, uh, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor, he went and did a book signing tour, right? So he like went to yes. all these different bookstores, and you could go and meet him and have your book signed. And at the time, uh, there was an afternoon drive show in New York City called Opie and Anthony that he had been on that he advertised he was going to be at a book signing uh, on Long Island. So I told my friends, I was driving home from work, and I was like, dude, we should go to this thing. Like, Bruce Campbell's going to be there. So we drive there, and at the time, like, the lead-up to this is that we, this is like before YouTube, right? Like before all of, uh, you could just go online and find people's bootlegged work from like early in their career. So my friends had become really obsessed with like Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi and, uh, Bruce Campbell. And they kind of turned me on to his stuff and they had gone to a place in New York city that I don't even know if it still exists, but for anybody who's actually listening out there, who's been, who's been there is going to immediately go, Oh yeah. Kim's video in New York city had all these imports, all these random imports and bootlegs of things. And one of them was a tape that was just labeled like Sam Remy with Sam Raimi spelled wrong. Right? So it was just like Sam Remy presents. Was it like and a bootleg copy it. of his eight millimeters? Yes. I have that DVD. I have that on DVD. Right. So it's got like Toro, Toro, Toro on it. Yep. And um, it's Cleveland murder. Smith, like instead of Indiana Jones. So it's like all of their like film. Right. So mm-hmm. we had watched this VHS cassette like over and over and over again, like because we were just like, wow, this is amazing. So like it's Bruce Campbell before he does any of the stuff he does. And so we go to, to this bookstore, I think in Huntington and on Long Island, and we're standing in line. And the line's long. We're in line probably like an hour and a half. My friend Brett bought a book to get the book signed. I drove, right? And so it was like, we had this idea of like, we'll buy one book. We'll all get to meet Bruce Campbell, right? Like, because we're stupid, like, high school and college kids. So bring the one book to Bruce Campbell. We get to the front of the line. The entire time, my friend Brett has to use the bathroom like so bad, right? But he's afraid to go to the run of the restroom because he thinks we'll get to Bruce Campbell before he gets back and then he'll miss Bruce Campbell. And he's the one who bought the book. So he's like, I'm not like I, I'm, I'm going to be here, but this line needs to move. So we get to the front of the line and Bruce Campbell looks at us and he says, how are you doing, gentlemen? And we're like, how's it going? And he says, who should I make this out to? And everybody's kind of freezes up when I just said, make it out to Cleveland Smith. And he stops and looks up at us and he goes, what? And I said, make it out to Cleveland Smith. And he goes, you've seen that? And we're like, yeah, we've seen Toro, Toro, Toro. We've seen this. We've seen that. We start running through all the bootleg stuff we've seen. And we're like, we found this bootleg video. We're like all excited about it. 
And as we're telling the story, he like reaches in his bag and pulls out a muffin. And just starts unwrapping a muffin. There's a whole line of people behind us. And he is unwrapping like a blueberry muffin and beginning to slowly eat it in front of us while we're telling him the story. So now he looks at my friend Brett and Brett's like crossing his legs and he goes, are you okay? Do you need something? And he goes, I really got to use the restroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bruce Campbell reaches in his bag and pulls out a bottle of water, takes a little Dixie cup that's on the table and goes, oh, I understand. Unscrews the cap on the bottle of water and begins slowly pouring it in front into a glass in front of Brett who has to use the bathroom so bad, right? Like, he's like, I'm going to pee myself watching this. Like, so in the end, he signs our book. We're like, it's like, thanks for being fans when we leave. But it was like the most, like, they literally stopped the line for like five minutes just to do a bit. That's About amazing. this muffin and this this drink of water. He, and he I was, was just like, probably hungry. Yeah, but he also was just being Bruce Campbell being funny. And I'll never, like, I'll never forget this. It's like, it was so funny. Like, yeah. it was just so slapsticky, like. I'm just going to improvise based off the jocularity of these four idiots. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's my Bruce Campbell story. That's that's like and why I'll always I'll always be a fan of Bruce Campbell because he was so nice. Like he talked oh, yeah. to everybody who like came up at him in line. That's why the line was so long was that it wasn't like here's your book. He talked to everybody, right? And it was just like he had a moment with oh, everybody. Yeah. He and he talks to, about that in his book, like about when you read his book, he talks about it, you know. Yeah. So my my second interaction with him was at the premiere of My Name is Bruce. So gotcha. down in L.A., um, you know, his, he, he made a movie called My Name is Bruce, where it's an overcharacterized version of himself. And somebody right. kidnaps him to stop a demon in their hometown. Um, and so, yeah, so we saw it. he did a and a afterwards. Um, you know, I went up to, to the stage afterwards and said, hey, you know. It's great to see this. You know, nice to meet you again. And he kind of looked at me and went, again, I'm like, oh, Cinevegas, Bubba Hotep. He's like, you were there? He's like, yeah. He's like, cool. And then that was it. Um, <laughs> but I got my My Name is Bruce comic book signed by, um, have you seen the movie? I, I have. I forget the actor. Not in a long time, but I've, I remember like that because there, it was also on sci-fi, right? I think. Yeah. 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 There's two guys in it. I forget the actor's names. I'd have to look them up. But um, they sing songs, like little intermission songs. Gotcha. And they're, they're brothers, so they signed my comic because they were there that night. I was like, hey, would you guys sign this? They're like, yeah. Nice. Um, and then the third one was this past, uh, not obviously 2020, but 2019, uh, Comic-Con. He was there promoting Ripley's Believe It or Not. And so I got a wristband to go into uh, to, to meet him. And it was very strict. The, the rules were no pictures. You can't ask him to sign anything um, with a personal message. Like, basically, he's just going to sign his name. And it was to right. get people through the line. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to bring my copy of my Book of the Dead copy of Evil Dead 2. The one that's shaped like the Necronomicon. Right. I was like, all right, cool. So I brought it. I had that, and I had the My Name is Bruce comic with me. But I'm like, eh, I don't know which one. I want this one signed. So I get up to the line. I'm like, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. I didn't say again because I didn't want to get into it. <laughs> um, but I was like, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. He's like, oh, you know, yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you. Well, what can I sign for you? I'm like, this. And he's like, oh, this. I'm like, yeah. 
He's like, let me give you a tip. You got to burn this book. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so he wrote in my copy, burn this, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> this is like, in your yes. Necronomicon or this in your is, in your My Name is Bruce book? This is my, in my Necronomicon, my DVD sleeve. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's crazy. And he just starts talking to me. I'm like, what's crazy? He's like, we were at the cabin uh, a month ago in the spot where we filmed, you know, some 40 years later. And my brain answered for me. But then, like, it processed the most witty reply. I'm like, oh, what were you there doing? He's like, yeah, I was shooting this. And then he looked at me and went, wait a second. You almost got me. And I'm like, come on. He's like, I can't tell you. I was like, okay. He's like, well, have a great day. So it was this weird interaction where he's like, apparently recently he's been back to the cabin. And so for something. Did you watch, like, is this, so I'm wondering now a timeline when this happened because... They go back Comic-Con, to the cabin. Comic Con 2019. Because they went back to the cabin when they did, like, that's you saying 2019. They went back to the cabin for a couple things. They went back to the cabin for Ash vs. Evil Dead. No, 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 no. He, he, they, um, like, no, he went, like, he made it seem like they went to the original spot. Yeah. I, I don't think they filmed in the original location for Ash vs. No, I thought Dead. they did. I thought they, no. I thought they talked about it in the, uh, in the. I mean, but that was, but that's before 2019. But he, so but he also said, a, he also said it was a month ago. Gotcha. So if, if you're thinking July, that would be June of yeah. 2019 that he was back at the cabin, or the location where it was. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the location is sort of well known. It oh yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's well, it kind of gets overrun, but um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I, that's cool. I would like to see. I would like to see uh, some other continuation of that franchise. I don't think that they can. Like I, I got my fill. I'll be honest. I got my fill of Ash and old Ash for the most part in Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, I think that Bruce Campbell it could continue to be the Ash character, but I think you probably have to, at some point, pass the proverbial chainsaw down to somebody. You know what? Uh, I, I no. I I think. I think he just needs to do it for as long as he can and then just gives then just, you know, in the franchise dies. Well, he says he's done. That's why I'm surprised to hear you say that, because he said he's done doing it. So, well, I don't know. it could have been say. a DVD retrospect. It could have been numerous things. Of he could have just been camping out. He was bored. Yeah, he could have been like, I want to go sleep in the same place where, you know, I tore my ankle up. Yeah, he just uh, felt like going out there looking for some trees for some loving. Exactly. Um, some you know. sweet, sweet loving. Um, I mean, I'm I'm down with the Evil Dead uh, video game that's coming out. There's an Evil Dead video game coming out. I don't even I, know this. I mean, it's it's one of like four. Oh, there's How been, do I not know this? You you don't know about any of the Evil Dead video games? <laughs> no. Okay, so the the first one came out for the Dreamcast, and I believe. Oh no! I mean, I know about the previous ones. I oh yeah, there's yeah. Four new ones. I was no, like, there's not. There I would say it's, it's one of the four that will be in existence in mankind. <laughs> Got it. I now I um, understand. Yeah, there's a Dreamcast. There's a PlayStation one. Um, a fistful of boomsticks yeah. and regeneration. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a new one. It's it's a four player co op where you're just at the cabin killing deadites. Um, but it seems to span across with a lot of characters. So you can play as Ash. You can play as Arthur from Army of Darkness. Um, gotcha. You could play as, um, uh, God, I forget the character's name, the female character in, in Ash vs. Evil Dead, Kelly. He plays Kelly. Yeah. And um, uh, the other guy that works with Ash. 
What's his name? So that's the that I'm thinking about. I'm like I'm like what is the other piece of like I have some other Evil Dead stuff and now I remember what it is. I had the entire set of Ash versus Evil Dead Funko Pops oh, that nice. I sold everybody except Ash. Because <laughs> I, I was I, like, I don't need a Pablo Pop. I don't need a Kelly Pablo, Pop. Pablo, that's, that's a, yeah, you can play as Pablo. Um, I have I have a handful of, of stuff from from the franchise. A lot of I'm the say, McFarlane toys and figures, too. The one thing NECA did wrong with that Ash versus Evil Dead Ash figure that I got, because I think is great. I really like it. It's like he has several really well done head sculpts, and my only complaint about him, other than that, is that like my only my only real complaint is one he has he's a NECA figure and he has fingers that need to be moved to put things in, so they may snap off at any point. Uh, and two, um, I love that he came with a little picture of the classic. Like a photograph of his car. Oh, that's car, amazing. Which is like amazing that he comes with a photograph of the car, but he doesn't come with the Necronomicon. <laughs> which well, I'm because, like, wait, what you got? Did you get standard Ash or did you get S Mart? No, it's standard, you know. The blue shirt you, and. The blue shirt, okay. like ultimate Ash. Like the real the real toys, ultimate Ash. So, hmm. why, yeah, why does would not he come, come with Necronomicon? That's weird. Like I mean, maybe they gave it to another figure in the set. I don't know. That's but. that's a series I need to revisit. I never finished it. Season Ash three. versus Evil Dead. Yeah, season three was okay. Yeah, it's just okay, but it's remember, like it's worth finishing out the story to you know see what I, happens. I think so. I didn't want it to end. So if I if I never finished it, then in my mind it never ended. Yeah. But that first that that's that, how it works. That first episode of Ash versus Evil Dead, I I had to have watched a hundred times. Oh, I loved it's it. So I was good. so excited. I was so freaking excited. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, that was that was one of those moments where uh I watched something come back and I was not at all disappointed. Like and I actually tuned into that like every week in season one because I wanted to see what was gonna happen. You know? So yeah. <clears throat> but I have to admit by the end by the time we got to season three I was I the end of it, I was like, Okay, this is done now. <laughs> like I'm I'm good. So I mean, I, but and, they, I, and I really enjoyed season two. I just think the idea of him having like, I don't know, a long lost daughter, like that. I mean, I get the whole Playboy thing, but it just I, I feel like it's a played out gimmick. That was where I kind of went, eh. like that's where I kind of fell off of it. I admit it. Like, like it was why, that. Like, I mean, I'm glad yeah. you know they went back to the cabin. I was really hoping season three would just be him in the past, like Army of Darkness. You know, that would have been awesome. Um, or any any reference, but I know it's a different franchise and a different owner. Well, there's so those damn movie rights. You yeah, know. different rights holders, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the game. The game should be fun. I'm gonna have to check this out now. Is it available on PC? Uh, there's a trailer. It's not out yet, okay. but there's there's yeah, a, no. just YouTube Evil Dead video game, and okay. I think it will be PC and platform. Now that I actually, that's a thing that I think, I don't even know if I had a gaming PC last time we talked. Now I don't I think do. we did. Now I well, do. I don't think no you did. No longer on a garbage laptop. Instead, I can play. I To be fair, I because I have a computer that's com- entirely capable of playing anything that's out now except for Cyberpunk because nobody's computer is capable of playing Cyberpunk. Not even uh, <laughs> not even Cyberpunk's ca- ca- capable of playing Cyberpunk. It can't right. play with itself. Like, 
I just, I thought it was so funny when that game came out because everybody was like, oh my god, it's coming out. And then the minute it came out, it was like, everybody was like, oh my god, it's terrible. As, <laughs> it just... as the great movie Grandma's Boy would say, it's the future of gaming. <laughs> but I feel like that about so many games over the course of history. Like, I remember when Daikatana was being marketed, like, before it came out, and it was like, it's going to be amazing. And it came out, and everybody was like, this is hot garbage. <laughs> like, this I mean, is not good. To, to an extent, that was the same with, like, any game on the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> Although I love the Sega Dreamcast, and I think the games are amazing, but there's so many people who are like, man, this, this is just, this is not good. I'm like, yeah, but. What was the, um, was it, what's the, the game? Is it Jet Set Radio that's on the Dreamcast, or is mm-hmm. that a PSX game? I think it was a Sega game first. I think it I think, was because then it. But it's I think like it was on the Saturn game, first. Right? Yeah, I think you might be right about that. What, we played which, a lot of that in college. Which one? The jet. That. You said Jet Set. Jet Set Radio. I played a bunch of that in college. That was a snowboarding remember. game. Maybe that's a different thing. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm that's thinking of SSX, SSX, which is tricky. a different game yeah. entirely. Yeah, it's, that's a different game entirely. Yeah. Jet Set Radio is a rollerblading. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spray paint tagging game. Yep, I remember that. Yep. We did play that too, but oh, I'm Jet like, I just have two things confused in my brain. So, yeah. Well, yeah. as as you have taken two pizzas, to for your mental stress, my yes. um, my Fridays have become uh, game streaming nights. Like the pro setup, the mic, the gotcha. cam, the lights. Doing it on Twitch with a couple buddies of mine. So that's are you are you, are you ad monetizing yet? No, not yet. I, I gotta become a, gotta become a partner, a Twitch partner. You know, nice. drop an. I, I gotta learn how to say drop an F in chat, or drop a one if you want to like participate and talk to me. That's the hard part, really. Is is trying to interact. The only person who watches is my mother, so that's fine. But is she like throwing dollars at you in the middle of the game and like? No, that would just be weird. That would just be weird. Are you making emoji sets for her? No, I have I I have my my account is so bare that it just I'm allowed to do nothing except stream. I don't to be honest with you, I the only thing I ever do on Twitch is like I occasionally would like see that you're streaming and go, "Oh, I wonder what he's doing." And I oh, used there to he watch is playing a lot Call of, of Duty again. I honestly, I used to use my Prime subscription like from Amazon to support one channel and for a long time I just because I would be up at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, doing shit and because he was too, I for a long time I just subscribed to Mike Matei from Cinemassacre because that dude streams Mega Man at four o'clock in the morning on the East Coast for some weird reason while he records it. So when you're alone in your house at three AM and you're like, It's quiet in here, what do I want to put on? You'll occasionally put on Mike Matei, but then after a while he just screams fuck so many times. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have to turn it off. Seriously. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how a lot of the 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 sessions that I watch are just people just getting angry at Call of Duty. But so yeah, that's that's been my that's my mental release. Your mental release is pizzas. Mine has taken to the the idea, and not that I'm ever going to be pro at this, but just like you right. know what? Because because here was the thing for for about ten years, Friday night was dedicated to band practice. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic hit, like Friday nights became the wife. And me and, and and the kid, which is great, right. which is awesome, but like that that creativity, that band practice, fulfilled at, for some points, um, was kind of gone. And so I, I you know, 
I kind of was telling yeah. my wife, I'm like, I, I need to do something creative on Friday night or my brain will go crazy. Yeah. And no, so I hear, I hear that. Yeah. So the idea of the stream was just because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was buying like a lot of just random audio video gear just because I'm like, oh, this would be cool with my GoPro. Oh, I need another yeah. GoPro. And so like that shit happened. So now I'm like, well, I bought all this gear. Let's fucking well use, use it. it. Yeah. Yep. Let's use it. <clears throat> Why not? Yeah. So yes, streaming. No, I, I hear that. Streaming on Friday nights. That's like a. That's the good stuff. You know, well, that's like, but, but we can now like let our hair down and tell people that we're currently recording on a Friday. I know that's and that's why the creativity is back now because it's Friday. Fri- right. Friday nights for creativity. It's yeah, also for ho shit. So. <laughs> okay, so that's. I, I'm just. I got to plug it because that's not original. It's my favorite thing though. Um, <laughs> There is uh, on Funny or Die. There's a guy who does um, episode recaps called a very special episode. Yes, I know this oh, very well. Okay, I've good. watched all of them. The Golden Girls. Yeah. Golden Girls. Because <laughs> yes. the weekends are for ho shit. So yes. my my personal mantra has become the weekends are for ho shit. <laughs> I assume if you've seen those, then you've seen their related cousin. Zach Morris oh, is course. trash. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> Where you break down just how awful Zach Morris is as a person every episode. He's, he really is, man. He really yeah. is. He's just, he's total trash. So <laughs> listeners, anyone who's listening out there, if you haven't seen any of the very special episode, I'd say the Golden Girls and anything to do with um, Seventh Heaven. Is by far <laughs> the funniest things I've watched on YouTube in a long time. There's that, and there's one episode that he does with um, a full house where Lori Laughlin cheats to get her kids into a better daycare. <laughs> yes, I forgot about this. And that episode's fucking amazing. It's so amazing in the context of like contemporary like Lori Loughlin and getting her exactly. kid into college. Exactly. It's, she's getting Nikki and Alex into preschool. I forgot about you're right. This I'm, I'm um we're spoiling it though. We should now people need to go watch this. Well no, no one knows I'm the like jokes. Losing my shit. No one knows the, the context, but that's the episode and you need to go watch it because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so. no, I agree. It's it's a it's a really good little series, and they're all like five minutes long. Yeah, so they're you can just burn through like ten episodes in an hour. Listen, let's be like, do, oh, let's cool. be honest. Everybody does their best watching while they're taking a dump, so you can get through like <laughs> six episodes while pooping, which is great. So. I like this idea. Anyway, it's a good recommendation. Yeah, um, I, I think we have of, a pretty good pretty good hold place on the next episode what's that i said i think we have a pretty good hold place till the next episode what does that mean a hold place like a hold like we should like we should revisit these next week you mean or 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 we should we should we're running about 52 minutes oh so in other words we had a good logical way where we could like probably transition out of this episode but my lack of jargon understanding meant that i just completely the landing <laughs> remember this is our first episode of 2021 so we got to get back into it <laughs> right hold i thought you were like we're gonna have to put you on hold for a moment no i said we're like, having a good like this that was a good place to start to wrap it up yeah no that that makes sense but i now want to put everybody who's listening through the awkwardness that it, that is 
That is the, how do we end an episode? No, no. I just want to just in post production, just put in thirty seconds of elevator music right here. Everybody's gonna get put on hold. <laughs> I appreciate that you went with the um, girl from Empanema version from Mallrats of course. and its elevator, which is very clearly what you are referencing. Of course. <laughs> is there any other elevator music? Have you heard about the elevator? I've heard about the escalator. It goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is back. This kid on back the on the escalator, escalator again. Uh, yeah, I the maybe the last thing we'll talk about to segue out is: Have you heard that Kevin Smith is once again on a clerk's train? Uh, I, I'm on board. I mean, I'm on board when he makes stuff, even if it's dumb. So you know, like, and oh, some yeah, of it no. is. I mean, yeah. I I high five them at Ghostbusters 2016 uh, premiere. So that now you're blood brothers for life. I know. That means. I've touched his like, hand. I've by osmosis. I have some form of his creativity. If he needs a kidney, he's coming for it. That's what that means. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I have no kidneys, so he's not going to get one for me. So you have no kidneys. <laughs> Is this new news you have to inform me of? You have no kidneys anymore? Well, okay, so listen. I had one, then it had to be taken out. Then the other one that I had was stolen, and I woke up in a bathtub full of ice. So just a little, <laughs> it was a little creepy. So then I figured after that, no kidneys. You just, you just were like, I don't need this. Just to hell with it. Because listen, just... I mean, really, here's the thing. If I don't have it, then they can't take it. Okay? Well, you know. I think, you know, given, given our recent policies and dialysis management and how they've become electoral pro- problems in the state of California, maybe you're on to something. I don't I'm just saying, if, if listen, I, I've had two stolen from me, and I don't need a third one. It's frightening when you wake up in a tub full of ice. So. It was good to uh, have an episode. Yes, so. and we will have more episodes to follow, because this is what the world needs. Yeah, maybe the next one will actually be structured. But because 2021 <laughs> is for podcast shit. Yeah, and ho shit. And ho shit. All right. All righty. Later, everybody. We I've been Jim. And I have been Frankie. And this has been a podcast. Take care, everyone. Woo! Yay, we did it. <laughs>